pick these uh, ahas. They're um, orange and pomplamoose. They're actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I like it a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, aha came out with a whole bunch of new um, flavors. And they're like these mixtures. I think they got one that's like raspberry and akia berry or something like that. And uh, they're pretty good. Nice. Yeah. They're like, are they like Bubbly's competition? Yeah, they're Bubbly's competition. Um, they're kind of like higher end because like you can get oh, yeah. for like a really good price. You can get uh, like like I think the Blue Menu um, fizzy waters from uh, anything President's Choice, so Superstore, anything like that, and they'll uh, they're, they're good, but they're they're a lot cheaper. Where these these are like this is like the uh, the Pepsi, I would say. Like Bubbly might be the uh, the actually. Hey, wait a second. Let's find out here. These might be... It's a bougie water. Yeah, well, we're, so they're bottled in Canada. Because it might actually be Coke or Pepsi that owns them. Usually it says on here. Uh, Coca-Cola. This is the Coca-Cola one. <laughs> <laughs> is Bubbly, Bubbly their own thing, or are they owned by someone too? Um, You know what? Maybe they're owned by someone. Uh, do you got your phone on you? You could pull it out and check. Uh, while you're doing that, welcome to the first episode of the Canadian Specific Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Marshall. For the first episode, I got my brother Benjamin Marshall. Uh, we call him Benj uh, on on the podcast. But sometimes, sometimes you go by Ben, eh? Yeah, a lot of people, normal people, call me Ben. Family and really close friends call me Benj, and then in a professional setting, people will call me Benjamin. Okay. Or Marshall. Yeah, never Benji. Never Benji. Only <laughs> only, uh, only Uncle Scott. Uncle Scott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember um, growing up, you, you were always Benj, and I'd be. Um, if someone called you Ben, I. First, I wouldn't know who they're talking about because there, there's been another Ben in the area, the, the Bruderheim area. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'd, first I'd be confused and then I'd be, I don't know if like, I guess zealous might be the right word. I'd just be like, you're, that, that's, it's not Ben. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I couldn't yeah. stand. When, in school, I was used to it because everyone called me there. But outside of school, like in public or anywhere else, if someone called me Ben, I was like, okay, like, you have to call me something different. I can't yeah. outside of school. Like school, for whatever reason, school, I could handle it, but yeah. everywhere else I couldn't. Because what did Mr. Hope call you? He called me, <laughs> he called me a lot of things. <laughs> 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 he called me Ben Jammin. That was a big one. Yeah. Um, He called me, he called me Marshall too, and you and Jarrett left. Yeah. Um, he called me salad dressing for a little while because it was just an inside joke that we had. One day we just started calling him crouton. And then <laughs> yes, he started that. calling, uh, started calling my buddy, uh, uh, lettuce and he called me salad dressing. Um, but yeah, he was always Ben jamming. That's funny. Did you figure out who, uh, who owns bubbly? Yeah. Pepsi. Pepsi does. Really? Yeah. Big competition. Mm. Dude, are you able to figure out who's making more Pepsi or aha? Sorry. Bubbly or aha? Bubbly. It's such as you know, it's pretty strange how like their names aren't like aha is not correlated at all with soda water aside from the. I wonder how they tested this. They must have spent a lot of time marketing because bubbly makes sense, and then they hired Buble to run all their you know a bunch of their ads, and that's you know it's pretty funny. Like it it worked really well. They definitely they definitely I think had like a a better rollout because. I, you know, I saw a couple of bubblies and then I saw the Buble thing and then you see Michael Buble talking about the, the fizzy water. It was funny, but aha, not a lot of advertising. It's really good, but, um, yeah, there was a, mm. when I searched, uh, who owns bubbly, it was like, does Michael Buble own bubbly? <laughs> Maybe he's got like a little, uh, you know, stock option along with his compensation. 
it sounds like just looking at these articles here it sounds like i mean they're all favoring bubbly just because like they like this one says has an impressive array of 15 fruity flavors while most of them are pure single fruit flavors a few like the blueberry pomegranate bubbly are a mix of flavors meanwhile aha only offers eight flavors so it's like oh okay it's a hit piece it's a corporate hit piece they probably publish this in their corporate uh newsletter yeah that's hilarious i wonder if um uh where where was i thinking about Ah, my mind blanked a little bit but um oh yeah they, they they brag about like so like there's a there's a there's a bubbly out there with 15 flavors in it, like, like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I, uh, I was talking with a, a coworker. Uh, I might see if I can get him on or not. Uh, or I guess an ex coworker. Cause I, I quit my job, but I'll talk about that in a bit. But, uh, he said, uh, he went on this really funny America rant cause he, he spent a bunch of time growing up there, uh, before he did uh, some professional sports. And, um, yeah, I guess he was informing me that there's nothing more American than, than Dr. Pepper because, you know, why have one flavor when you can have 23 and <laughs> yeah. just like I, what KFC has, how many spices is it? Yeah. Seven, seven it's, secret spices, yeah. seven. Yeah. Seven, whatever. Coke has a bunch of secret stuff in it. Yeah. Maybe that is pretty American. Just putting everything in it. And if it comes out, it tastes good. I, you know, I don't know. It sells people like it. So there yeah. you go. But yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I, um, I quit my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, I got a little, uh, a little upset. Um, cause of some decisions were being made. Um, I won't, won't go too much onto it in case, you know, the old company finds out about this. Um, but, uh, they, they were just asking me to work weekend without compensation to appease an executive. And that, that didn't like during, during father's day weekend, that just didn't sit right with me. Yeah. Um, I also like have a new job lined up in, in September. Hopefully that works out. Going to go work on a railroad overseas, but, um, I kind of, I'm opening myself up to a little bit of risk, but actually, uh, it's funny. I was talking to, um, our, uh, our dad and, uh, the, there, there's actually a lot of stuff that I got, <laughs> I got to do to prepare to get over there. Um, otherwise I'm just kind of dropping everything on, on, on the misses and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't feel right. Just like make a mess leave and she's got to, <laughs> she's got to clean up. She's still in school. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, cause I, I just called actually when you showed up today, I was just on the phone with uh, some, some health insurance stuff, trying to get that all figured out. And, and right now we're covered, but you know, when does it, when does it end? What do I got to do? How do I move even like, uh, the, like the pension around? Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I just, I, uh, you know, it wasn't, I, I didn't, yell at anyone and turn any tables i kind of just was there and i know i should have given two weeks notice but uh i just i just couldn't i just couldn't do it i just i just walked away and you know what i i was smiling the entire time (laughs) and and i'm still smiling now but i i I wouldn't be smiling if i didn't have have another another thing lined up that i might be able to go to yeah but uh yeah so i'm hoping to uh, do more of these um the next little while and you said um i was talking to you a while ago and you mentioned like a magic number for for podcasts is like seven yeah when you apparently when you start a podcast Mm -hmm. they always end either before or at seven episodes if you make it past seven episodes you're like above average on a podcast really yeah over over how long though um i think just like 
you know, some guys will release like four and then they're just like, oh, you know, something happened. Or like, oh, I can't get this other person on. And then that's just like it. They just forget about it. Oh, okay. They, they do so many and then they just kind of lose interest. They do it for the hobby and then they just don't care enough to keep going. Or, really? You know, they just well, get excited and then stop. Okay. I wonder if their excitement isn't like trying to monetize, you know, like I, I think a lot of, I mean, I just, I love the medium for podcasts quite quite a lot. I've mentioned this on my uh, on. I guess I'll plug my my other podcast that I do with my friend Ward. Um, the Sierra Bravo podcast. It's up on YouTube, but um, I do it with him. Well, sorry, I, I love the medium. I've mentioned it on there before, but like I do it with him because we went you know overseas on deployment together, and it's a great way for us to catch up, say hey, hang out, you know, makes makes an effort for it, and then. I, I want to do this one just like I, I love doing it with them. And I, you know, I'm not, um, you know, there's no, there's no jingle. There's no video component. I'm trying to do as much as I can without editing just because I don't want to spend any time editing yeah. whatsoever. I'm going to uh, pretty much from wherever something sounded funny off uh, when we started, <laughs> I'm going to cut there and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll roll right into our conversation for a bit. I'll say some intro stuff and then we'll, We'll carry on. And you know, maybe eventually I just get rid of the intro because, uh, you know, I wouldn't need it yeah. per, per se, but the, 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 the end goal here isn't, uh, isn't monetization. So I'm just trying to figure out how to have as, I'm just trying to figure out how to have as much fun. And I think maybe, maybe that's what happened. Cause I, I, um, I recently, um, well now that I'm free from, work and I've got to get rid of a bunch of stuff to go overseas for work I um I was looking at uh having to sell everything right now I kind of have to sell everything by a bit by, by a date but if I sell too much I'm kind of putting myself out there risk-wise because you know now I don't have a you know a, a mixing spoon yeah. to, to, to cook um there's a lot of stuff I can get rid of that you know aren't quite like that at all but um there's certain things where it's got to be time right, but van life. Uh, so one of my one of my coworkers um, of the job that I still have, they uh, they said recently something along the lines of, "Isn't it funny how times have changed? Twenty years ago, SNL made a hit s- sketch about uh, living in a van down by the river, um, and like how it's a terrible thing. You don't want to end up living there." And then, and then nowadays, the the American dream, so to speak, is to just buy a van and live out of the van and, and park by rivers. Yeah. So um, the the thought was, I could probably uh, just start selling stuff now, and whenever I run out, get like just try living out of a van with with the, the missus. But I don't think that'll work out due to her um, her placement for for school. But uh, I watched a, I think it was a Vice interview or some interview with a couple that did it, and I was blown away with how integrated the, the entire thing they were doing was with Instagram. And they asked, they asked them, if you made a million dollars, would you would you still be doing this? And she said, absolutely not. <laughs> or, well, you know, I'm you know I'm probably exaggerating, but she said no. Like at some point during the whole you know interview and showing off everything, she confided that. This is to make money, and and like her and her, uh, I I don't know if it's a boyfriend or what, but the the you know like they're they're good looking people. They're made for the camera. They're they're Instagram and everything, and uh, I I think I think what they're doing is money. So 
So bringing this back to the, the like the podcasting, I, I think their sole effort is to generate income without having to work a regular job. Um, and they, they talk about like the brand that they have and, and how they would, um, how they manage it, how they get sponsors, um, what these, um, uh, like how, how they, how they select sponsors they're willing to take. Cause again, it's all about the, you know, the brand. And they even said like the brand that they have isn't just van, van life living. It's also, um, uh, what do you call it? Like fashion is what they said. And I, I was, I was just, I was so blown away cause well, fashion's a little counterintuitive to, to van life possibly. I guess not if you're trying to be Instagrammable, but they're, they're like all the things that I would want to do, like living out of a van would just like, not even just trying to go for the simple life, right? It'd just be like find crown land park there, just hang out for like a few days. Yeah. None of that has there's no point does a camera come into my mind that you know what i want to <laughs> i want to craft this perfect moment to share you know you know what would be funny here's what i would love to show like hey we're stuck and i'm i'm spending like a time lapse of four hours trying to yeah. get it at, like that's the stuff that we do that's funny and and yeah. but it, you know it's, it's such a different i guess look like how uh a different way to look at it is like, how do I maximize this for me? What do I think would be funny? Cause uh, I, I tell you what, I don't, I don't share with my friends and family, like the story about the, the, the perfect, um, uh, brie baked in a wonton shell with blueberry. Like, you know, that's not what I'm sharing. I'm, I'm sharing the story about, you know, when, when we got lost or yeah. when we went, you know, we got stuck down a hill or, or, or the time when I, you know, um, uh, we're out hunting and I, you know, see something, I just keep messing up. Like that's, those are the funny stories. That's what you share. Yeah. I don't, but everyone, everyone's showing like a polished thing online. Like I, but I, even you and I and the trouble you and I got up to with, with Jared. Yeah. It's funny. But, um, but I did want to, um, while we're here, I want to show you a van, um, that, uh, I, I saw and could. Kijiji, but it's not like I, you know what I don't even a lot of people I think for the aesthetic they're trying to get like the camper vans like but for like a cheaper price you can get a bigger van thing I don't know what you would call it um, I'll just show you maybe you know the word for it but for a lot cheaper and it's got it's got everything um that you could think you need like do you want this like it's a camper van I guess that's what it would be called versus like no oh, it's a camper van is still it's, it's more a camper I mean it's not like it's yeah, it's it's a camper pretty much. Yeah, I would, I would just say it's a camper. Yeah, it's like a world. it's like they took a camper and they dropped it on a truck slash van platform. Yeah. So it looks yeah, I guess camper, but yeah. like, but it's just a mini camper. So there's like more space. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a 1976 Dodge camper van. It actually says Doge in the uh, in the actual <laughs> article, but I don't think Doge they meant that. Yeah, and then it's like 55,000 kilometers on it. Um, looks to be in really good condition, but here, I'll let you scroll through that and tell me what you think. But, yeah, because you try to get one, like, uh, Westphalia or, you know, I'm probably saying that wrong, but any any of, like, the actual vans, like the Volkswagens or the uh, the Dodge Sprinters, like, they're, they're so much money. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's, a, it's unfortunate how, like, they're, like, 12 grand for something that could still need maybe a teeny bit of work. Like they, like one of them was like 12 grand hasn't run since 2020. You're just going to have to check the tires and maybe do some electrical stuff. Yeah. 
versus something like this where this probably has twice the space like did you look at all the photos yeah like look at the look at the huge like the huge windows so you can see outside um at, like everything's laid out well the complete enclosed shower um fridge they might even have an oven i don't think it has an oven you probably just run your uh uh was it like when you do a baked potato in a in a dishwasher oh yeah yeah but um the only complaint is that it's got like a little leak on the roof that's a pretty easy fix yeah that's the easy fix i mean you just check everything but even like this the condition of this is it's It's very clean it's very clean it's only got fifty five thousand kilometers all these camper like that that one camper van has like I think had like 200. I wonder if I can find it right now. It had like over 200,000 kilometers on it. Yeah, that's not working. 12 grand. It's like kind of a big, I bet a big thing too is like the Volkswagen hippie vans. Oh, yeah. Those are so they're cool. Yeah, they like those, that's those what are it the was. Ones that look good on Instagram. Yeah, like they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are like they're like, oh, it's the Volkswagen. Right? This, like, those are the iconic vans. I, this makes me look like I'm from Bruderheim. <laughs> 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 going, I could be going ice fishing. I could be going. You know, anywhere except someplace that like super Instagram. Wearing a camo coat and underwear. Yeah, yeah and underwear. <laughs> rubber Un- boots. Yeah, yeah. Sandals was yeah. Rubber boots. Yeah, yeah. Rubber boots, underwear, and a jacket. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Good that's times. the look. Good times. But it's as you know, it's like super nice. But yeah, four grand. If you want to drive out tomorrow, it runs and drives. You just drive it back because you could probably bring this back to Edmonton and sell it. I was thinking like at least six. Then if you fix a little leak. I don't know, like maybe there's something else. I guess the guy bought it off the neighbor. It just says leak in one spot. Oh, I'd also have to give it registered and inspected. But we know people who could do that, so. Big thing just with the leak, though, is check, make sure there's no mold or anything. You don't have to strip it down. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean. Well, we can look at that tomorrow, too. If we, yeah, if we want to make the drive. But. Um, I got to get a truck for my box camper now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there was even talk of that because I was talking with. I was talking with mom about that. And mom was like, oh, you could just get a truck for Benj's camper and maybe drive that around, which is t- truly possible. You could probably just sell it if you <laughs> if you wanted this after. You could just, like, I don't know, we'll talk more about it later. But if even if, like, you wanted this, you could just sell the other one. This seems to be in better shape. And you could probably get half of whatever they're asking for this right now. Yeah, but the box camper, because I was looking at box campers before just mm-hmm. to look. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, it would be nice just, like, to have it for a weekend but then with my last job i never had really a day off like enough time off to go anywhere so it was always like i could i'd load up the camper get to the spot for one night come back home have to unload the camper and then go to work it's like it just wasn't worth it yeah then i got in the accident when i got my new job in the winter Mm -hmm. and couldn't take the camper out this year i can't this year unless i get a new truck but looking at campers there's like because mine's like very nice like very Mm -hmm. quite pristine but a lot of the campers were like garbage condition or totally stripped down and like need new everything. Guys are selling them for like four grand because they're like, they just want to like get their money back on them and they'll, yeah. just, they'll just hold them because like why, why, you know. And they'll just keep getting worse, worse yeah. condition. But And so, yeah, yeah, there was one actually that came up. It was for Big Valley. Someone was like, just take it. Like take it, you know, Big Valley. <laughs> if you want a Big Valley, just take it. And I was like, I'll take it because it was like free camper. I was going to put it in the field and we make it like a blind. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Someone else picked it up, or is that the one we have? He he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't he didn't answer back. But I was like, oh, that'd be cool, like to to get that especially because it was totally bare. It was like just put like a mattress in there, and then we can mm. lay in there and shoot out of it. Yeah, call deer, 
bait deer into the field, whatever you have to do. Well, is baiting legal still, or I can't uh, remember. It was like it's uh, feeding wild animals in yeah. a green way. Uh, yep. I'm not going to touch that much further. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, okay, well, we'll talk more about this because, like, maybe maybe if you sold your old one and you like this one more, we could uh, we could go you know, halfers on it. And then, um, I don't know, like, we'll, we'll talk. Like, obviously, at the end of the day, um, if we were to go halfers on anything, at, in the end, you'd own it. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd, we'd just, you know. We'll we'll talk about it offline, off yeah. the off the cast. Oh, I still have to move too. I don't know why I just thought of that. Oh, when you move, yeah, I'm gonna be moving because well, probably you, yeah. I have to see. I either have to do it my next like two days off, but I also have to go home and pack for Virginia because I was supposed to do that these mm-hmm. days off, but I'm a little too busy. Mm-hmm. So I have to go home and pack, and then probably when I come back from Virginia, I'll move in with with uh, in St. Albert there. Oh, okay. So that's uh, that'll be interesting. Okay. No, for sure. Yeah. Well, if you need a hand, I'm not doing much, except for, actually I'm doing a lot this weekend, but and then yeah. Tuesday I'm packing. It wouldn't take much back. Just let me know what day you're moving and I'll let you know if I can make it. I only got like a bag of clothes. Oh, okay. Well <laughs> I, then. I slept on a floor for perfect. a long time. Well, you know what you could even do is you could just not move in and just get this van with me and just live in the van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a little, you know, a little heater in it. It'd be easy to store over the winter too, right? Just throw a tarp over it nail it down and then just leave it parked yeah start it, it start it once a month let the oil circulate call it good yeah 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 winter yeah winter has it too yeah well uh you mentioned packing for virginia yeah. what's <laughs> i guess we're we're going to virginia yeah we're going to the land of the living yeah um right on right on the beach essentially because yeah we're going to the outer banks or we we land in like I think it's called like Norfolk or Nor- Norfolk, yeah. Yeah, and then we drive have to drive over to the outer banks, and then it's either like along the outer banks or like maybe down. I think it's in North Carolina's right mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. like along that kind of border range is where where we'll be, which is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, twelve. I mean, I'll be there for twelve days on the beach, but we'll only be there for like July fourth and a couple of days together. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're landing on the land. I'll land on the second. It's I'm leaving the night of the first, and yeah. I get there the night of the second. Okay, but so I have a I have a twelve hour layover. <laughs> Holy smokes! And at night, that's the worst time to have a layover. I, and I'm on night shifts too, so I'm gonna be awake that whole way. Oh my goodness! But yeah. uh, so it was either I leave July first, have my twelve hour layover, and then get to Virginia that night of the second because it's uh, mm. after Toronto. Then it's like a two hour layover in New York, and then yeah. in Virginia. Or, so I could have left the first and done that for like 900 bucks, which mm-hmm. I'm doing. Or I could have left on the second and got just like, it's basically the exact same flight. Just I get to Toronto later. Like I just mm-hmm. leave Edmonton later. Yeah. Um, but that was like 1300 bucks. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> for the sake of like $300, I guess I'll live in Toronto for a day. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just going to stay in the airport anyway. My, um, so I've got a layover on the way back. And my layover, it's amazing all these flight changes that I'm getting notified on. My layover went from like an hour and a half in Montreal to nine hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm leaving like the morning of, and then I'm in 
I think I'm in Montreal by like nine or 10 in the morning and then just nine hours of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure I'll have a good time and I'll, I'll look around and who knows, maybe I'll even get out of the airport, go walk around a little bit and come back. But I mean, I got to make my flight though, but it's, uh, it's long. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's a long time to uh, have a layover. The so, flight that I was going to get, because the, the, they ended up changing like just how the flights worked. I mm. would have had 12 hours in New York, which would have been really cool. Yeah. But now I have it in Toronto. So it's like, what, oh. what is there to do in Toronto? Oh, wow. Like, yeah. you know, it's Toronto. Occupy the parliament. It's just Eastern area. Canadians, you know, yeah. they're not tough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'll, uh, I kind of, and like, I think flying into New York, cause it's like LaGuardia or something is the mm-hmm. airport. It's like directly beside like New York, New York. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I'm hoping I'll get to see, like, somewhat of the city. Because, like, I've never seen cities before. Like, I never realized New York was actually, like, bigger than Edmonton. Just, <laughs> really? Yeah, like, I oh, just, my goodness. I just kind of, because, like, mom always said, like, oh, like, you know, cities are big down there. I was like, mom, like, I want to go to Dallas, see New York. Whatever. Like, they're nothing. I'm like, I've, I've been in Edmonton. I lived in Edmonton. Yeah. No, and it's it's completely different. I watched like, a video <laughs> of just traffic. And the guy was just drove down one street. And it took 30 minutes for him to get down the street. And then just like six lanes and then he's pulling around corners and there's just, you don't see the sky cause it's yeah. just buildings and like looking at drone shots of the city and it's just the Island. Like I think it's like Manhattan Island or something. Yeah. Yeah. Manhattan. It's just all skyscrapers and then everything outside of that is skyscrapers. And then finally it dies down, but then it gets into more cities. Like there's no break. Yeah. There's never a break in the cities. It's just city into city into city. There's no like country like there is here. That's wild. So I'm uh, I'm kind of like I don't know what to expect. I've never seen that before. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're 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 public transit is usually the the ticket. Any any good like uh, I went to Barcelona 2019 and um, their public having good public transit really helps. Yeah. So you don't have to get a car and you can see because I mean they'll have like the subways and stuff. But I guess I don't know. Are they sketchy and? Are subway sketchy in New York right now? I don't know. I know they, they were. I, I think they're like, if you just don't, I, th- I bet Canadians will, won't think twice. Mm. But like, I bet other Americans are like, I don't, I can't look at anyone in the eyes. I can't talk to anyone. But like, I know like, uh, uh, some family friends of ours, mm-hmm. they went down there yeah. and like, they were like, the wife was saying like, she like put her phone up and took a picture yeah. of just like a packed subway. Wow. And, uh, this like kind of gangster looking dude. Uh, kind of just looked over at her and like he was like he looked intimidating but like they mm-hmm. weren't really like it's just not a thing like this there just aren't you know people like that here really yeah and she was like it's okay i'm canadian and then he s- smiled a bit but he kind of hit it like he's like, he oh my to, goodness he tried to keep <laughs> that tough persona <laughs> yeah. he's like i'm canadian it's okay and don't then worry he about just, it and he just looked away yeah smiling. yeah that's hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah well we've been to la for like disneyland yeah so but, all, all i really remember is Disneyland and palm trees. And then yeah. the, I think I almost got hit for like walking. The best Western <laughs> uh, that we stayed at too. But yeah. other than that, we never really went anywhere except. I think Disneyland we went to a place for tacos. Oh, we did. And we went to Bubba Gump's. Oh, wow. We'll always remember Bubba Gump's. Yeah. But that was like, awesome. We were always driving because we rented the car. Mm-hmm. And I just like don't, I just didn't really have a concept of where we were. So I didn't yeah. really remember i just remembered like disneyland and then driving and the best western we were, we were pretty young but i mean yeah i'll never I, that was a really good time i think for us to go yeah because i mean like most vacations you don't remember all the extra stuff but like disneyland was awesome and then yeah. obviously we remember a little bit but yeah i think i was just walking around and 
uh, yeah, <laughs> I needed like someone to hold my hand to make sure I didn't get hit. Yeah, I remember. I think I remember <laughs> that actually. We were debating on going to like this Chinese food place. I think it was. And then mm. I remember mom, <laughs> like that was like when whatever happened happened. And then mom was holding your hand the rest oh. of the time. And dad was holding mine and Jared's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big, uh, you know, the, the Marshall boys go to the big city. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, not as eventful as Crocodile Dundee, but it could have been. <laughs> Oh, speaking of cities, there's a car wash by my place. So you know, like how our car washes are like want, like we have to wash our own <laughs> okay, cars. So just, this is the funniest they, way to start this. <laughs> what, what's happened to this car wash? So they, and then like there's like the one fancy one in Fort where yeah. like you park in, and then yeah. it like sprays you with bubbles and washes you off. Mm-hmm. There's one by my house. I n- thought these were American. I didn't know these existed in Canada. Mm-hmm. And you like drive into it and park, and it mm-hmm. like moves you through it, and it's got like the little like. Th- things that like whip your car and yeah. wash it yeah and i want to go through that car wash so bad now because i've never seen i've always like i told auntie just in the movies yeah i told auntie uh because like when we go down to the states like <laughs> we have to go through a car wash i always <laughs> wanted to go through a car wash <laughs> and there's one right by my house yeah you can go now so like i gotta get some friends and go through it or something it's gonna <laughs> get, be some, get some friends i've never seen a car wash like that before <laughs> it's pretty unreal and the traffic circles in short park are unreal i've never seen that many traffic circles yeah i've only been through like one and i had to go through like five to go to a buddy's place the other day yeah yeah there are lots they're, they're kind of the the new thing yeah yeah mo- millennials can't get enough traffic circles yeah. <laughs> apparently they do help with accidents and stuff and they do keep the the traffic flowing a little better um depending on depending on like it, if you have it on like if if the routes if the volume of vehicles coming into the traffic circle from all directions is isn't consistent or or like sporadic enough i.e if you if you just have like everyone's coming from one direction like heading east to west the north and south entrances like good luck because yeah. it just is like you know it'll just take some time it, it it's always shorter than a light but because you're sitting at a traffic circle you're thinking that it's taking so long yeah but um i remember like just yeah a couple times kind of getting like sort of stuck for 30 seconds just waiting for all these cars to go by and then eventually you kind of just like floor it and sneak in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buses are wild. And Sherwood Park's probably not bad though for that. Like there's not a ton of them. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're not very busy. I think, I think it's literally just to bypass a stop sign or a stoplight, yeah. but it's, uh, it was very like, just, I didn't expect it. And I'm whipping through like five traffic circles. I was like, man, I didn't, I just didn't know these were here. But yeah, that was a, that was a fun, uh, that was a fun drive and then fun night at a buddy's place. Yeah. I thought there were only, like one or two. I didn't know there were I, f- like more than that. I might have hit every single every single in in, <laughs> in Sherwood Park because like yeah, I know I hit like three, and then yeah, I must have just been the way that I drove to his house from where I'm staying. Yeah, you went now. I think about it though, like Bruderheim, any set of lights, you could just put a traffic circle there, and you don't have to have lights. We don't even have lights in Bruderheim. Oh, that's right. We have yeah. stop signs. Yeah. We get rid of all the stop signs, put traffic. Nah, nah, it's too much effort. It's funny. Everyone, like, a lot of, like, my Yeah, that's right. Friends, we don't have any lights. Yeah, a lot of my city friends are like, oh, it's probably just, like, a one-stop light town, huh? It's like, yeah, nah. there's none. Yeah. Like, I never thought about that. no cops, no lights, <laughs> no nothing. Like. Well, I think, what, there's cops, like, is it still, like, Tuesday, Thursday mornings? Yeah. That's when their rotation was in Bruderheim. Yeah, like, a peace officer that yeah. drives Lamont, Bruderheim, Chipman area. And yeah, yeah, they just <laughs> rotate where they're at for the day. Yeah. Or for the morning. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's funny. Yeah, there aren't any, but there's like three liquor stores, or there were. One of them's for sale right now. Yeah. We could buy it. We could. 
and then compete with two <laughs> two other liquor stores. We make uh, <laughs> we'd have to innovate though. Like, what could we do differently? Like drive through, drive through liquor. Uh, you know that um, might hit because it's a hard. Like you're selling to people who just want to go get beer. Like this isn't what people maybe what people don't or do realize. Like small town living, there's no like you're not going to be like your, your target audience is just the people who are there. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't have to have like an upscale wine liquor store yeah. because you just, you, you don't, you know. You so it's so like, what do you add differently? Yeah. You know, you could be on something with yeah. like a drive through, but aside from a drive through, like I don't think you could make it more blue collar, more white color. I don't think you could do anything different. Like the only thing people are going to care about is the price. Even, uh, even like make sure it's open on Sundays and weekends. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, if we had extended hours, that'd probably help. 24 hour. 20, what, 24? That's not allowed. You just take. You can sometimes go to two. You can do day shift. I'll do Two in shift. the morning. Would we have enough, would we have people for that? We just need. We'd two. have to let everyone know. One day, one night. That's what we do. We put on everyone's like, uh, we advertise on like Instagram or social media, just in the Bruderheim area. Yeah. Uh, and just say the advertising will start at like, Seven. Seven's when parties start. And we just like let everyone know that it's open until two in the morning. That's an extra four hours of, of partying if you gotta send someone. Yeah. Actually, I bet you if you even like if you ran a like actual um uh like if like let's say, you know, we went into a partnership with like the the nearby Lilies with their delivery truck, um, and just also delivered booze. Yeah. Like I mean there's enough people who have parties that might just want to just order some from us, and then we just send the driver out. Pizza and some drinks. You know, your your busy season would be the summer, but yeah, just stocking like strange hick parties in the area. You could do it. Yeah, you, yeah. You, I I wonder though. Hmm. Strange. Very strange. It's not often that they run out of beer though. We should get a Timmy's. If we started like a Timmy's <sighs> out there, like Lamont, right on that highway. Mm-hmm. The like the whole bypass highway. If we put a big Timmy's like truck stop there, maybe I bet that would do good. I don't know if I'd ever want to own a franchise though. I mean, you know, and then like, who are we gonna hire? If like the only thing is like, if it's Timmy's, everyone's gonna stop there on the way by. Yeah, Whereas yeah, like, if it's true. like like Joe's Coffee or like just some Joe, random Joe. like, they just won't even stop. They'll be like, oh no, like I'll just go. No, to it's Petro like, it's like the country country cafe, and they usually have like butterflies and like some horse stuff and. They seem to have, um, there's like this one particular drink that uh, the missus likes, um, a Red Symphony, where they put like some type of tea in and, man, I'm probably speaking blasphemy right now to all the all the, the white girl listeners, but uh, <laughs> I, I think you put some red tea in the espresso machine and then you put it through and then that's what makes the tea. And then, and then you put it with like, we have it like a latte or something. Yeah. But I, apparently you only can get those, like, you can't really find that in Edmonton. But all these, like, country cafes have it. Like, we went to, um, we were in Caroline uh, as part of our honeymoon, which is, like, due west of Red Deer, right up again, like, butting in the foothills right up against the Rockies area. Like, it's, you know, it's it's still a little ways from the Rockies just because of how far, but it's, like, the foothills get, like, it's a beautiful country out there. I mean, I'd, I'd consider moving there. But um, they, uh the 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 cafe had a red symphony but i think i think they didn't do the like the espresso machine thing with the tea they just put a tea bag in it and victoria was upset i can't you know the yeah. you know i can't i can't figure that out but yeah anyways there's 
it's a it's a thing allegedly. I mean, it might be the move. Just like start something really ridiculous that city people like. Make in the them, country, yeah, no. Make them drive out here, so it's like, well, you're here, so you have to eat, you have to do this, you have to do this. Yeah, we got a hotel, so like five hundred bucks a night. It's just still have cheaper a than your rent. Electric oh, yeah. dance music festival in yeah. Bruderheim EDM. We'll just put, <laughs> is, we'll that put, what, is that what you're thinking? Like we'll a like, like a, a show or something? We or? can put like a Tesla supercharger and just be like, oh, everyone come here. And then <laughs> Bruder, stuck like, there for like hours because like oh my you know, have to charge one after the other. So oh it's my. like, well, we got food, but you have to pay. <laughs> put an EV charger. Someone's going to smash it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like these electric cars are just deployed by the government to, <laughs> to, yeah. to monitor our brain waves. Yeah. We'd have to like, like someone smash it. Or, yeah. or like make it camel or something so they think it's like an ornament. Yeah. Well, remember, remember that time when like it was like a big thing in Bruderheim that someone was like flying an American flag? Oh, really? Yeah. Do you remember that? No? I don't think I, I remember be, it. Yeah. It's been a little while. But I don't know. Like that. that's the level of like what constitutes his drama out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, you know, oh no, they had an American flag and a Canadian flag on the same post, which, I mean, is incorrect. But besides the point, that was the thing that, like, some people got up, up in arms about. Yeah. And they, you know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's funny, though. How did we even get to this? Uh, I don't it, know. It'll be funny <laughs> to re-listen to this. I'm really interested to see how you and I sound together. Um because we're probably similar, but not super the same. Like I think, I think you and our our dad sound a lot more similar. Yeah. If you were to leave like a voicemail, so you should like you could try like calling his old coworkers yeah. <laughs> and see if you can spark up a conversation with them. Yeah, everyone, that'd be pretty funny. I always get that. Like you yeah. look and you sound just like your dad now. And then like, even uh, who was it? Um, I can't remember who it was, but they, it was a friend of ours who's. She's not from here. She has like an accent from Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was saying, she was like, oh, it's, it's exactly like your father. And like, just like, just so close to your father. And like, she was just talking away. And oh, yeah. it was like, it was a good like 10 minutes where she was just explaining exactly how I was like dad. And oh, then, okay. And then I just kind of was like. Interesting. Yeah. And then as soon as I like, s- like replied to her, I was like, I actually sounded just like that. Like, oh, sounded, like, yeah. Just the way like, I was like, okay, I see it. Sometimes <laughs> I I'll catch myself in what and how I'm saying things. And I'll yeah. be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you it's know, like, neither, you know, probably a good thing. It's just not a, it's obviously not a bad thing, but it's like, oh, yeah. well, you know, w- when you talk about like measuring the impacts of people on your life, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you've created the speech cadence that I, I yeah. deliver uh, my communications through. There's something um, I'm definitely like, sometimes I'll say something. I'm like, dad definitely said that to me before. Mm-hmm. Like exact same way, exact everything. Yeah. Dad said the same delivery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even the way we say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like father, like son, eh? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, ba, ba, ba. Let's see. Oh, is there anything you want to talk about Virginia? Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Hey. Um, Virginia. Um, I mean, I got new Ray-Bans for the beach. Oh, cool. I got, uh, got some nice button-ups, man. Oh, okay. Right on. I have to wash my one button-up though, because I wore it to the, uh, my buddy's place for a little get together. Mm. And then it, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it got a little sweaty cause we were just having fun, whatever. We went out for a walk and then it was hot and just yeah. throughout the night got warm. Um, and then somebody else was wearing it for like a couple hours at one point. And then 
after that she gave it back to me it was it's a long story but it was, it was a part of a game. We had to change shirts. It was weird. But, um, I mean, we, we didn't... <laughs> it sounds weird. We didn't, we didn't change shirts, but, like, it was, like... I think it's, it's some game called, like, Buzzed or something. And she drew a card that was, like, change a shirt with someone. And then she she like, I want to... Okay, well... Like, <laughs> so I just gave her my shirt, and I put a sweater on, and then... Where? That was that for, like, two hours. Where, where were you? It was at uh, Buddy's place for get-together for, okay. for our win. Oh, okay, but, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there was no, there was no, uh, there was no nude. Don't worry. There was no alcohol yeah, we involved. It was all like, yeah, it was okay, all okay, calm. Okay. I just, yeah, threw a sweater P- on and yep. tossed my shirt at her. PG, no worries. Yeah, it was That's PG. funny. Sorry, I just, like I was listening and I. We I, aren't getting demonetized, uh, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, yeah. I was, yeah, I was listening and I like, I, I heard the words, but I didn't, I didn't understand the words. And then all of yeah. a sudden, whoa. It, it sounds so funny, a lot though. weirder than it actually was. Well, I mean, that that's a lot of, like, um, youth group stuff, too, yeah. right? And, like, young, young adults games. And, yeah. You know, they're, 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 they're silly on purpose because, you know, everyone wants you to be so serious all the time. That's your, that's your yeah. little bit of escape. But I really want to go to a tobacco farm in Virginia, that if possible. Cool. That would be that so would be cool. cool. Just go. And then, you know, I don't, I don't consume tobacco or anything like that for health reasons and probably money and then also just you know like i like i have in the past but it's not a i i just think it would be interesting it's a very it's you know a staple of of the region you know so, virginia gold yeah yeah, yeah. so it just you know it'd be yeah even that would be cool but just to go go see um go see what like they historically farm it was wild you, you know what's growing in uh in our neighbor's field back home like my parents neighbor field are they growing hemp yeah yeah, that's the big thing now. I couldn't believe it. I saw I I, ro- I was rolling up and I was like, "What in the world happened here?" Like I, uh, you know, like pigs will fly type yeah. type feeling. Like yeah. I I saw it. and I was just everywhere. Did you? Uh, it's it's there's so much of it now. Yeah. Did you see that that like little hemp industry factory that they're building just yeah. outside town? They yeah. have thousands of hemp bales back there. And like really. And when I first drove by, I just didn't like clue into oh that's the hemp whatever because i like i knew they were doing the development there for yeah. it but i just didn't put two and two good together i was like why is this guy have so much hay like he had the greatest year like this dude's rolling in money with hay yeah and i was like but it doesn't look like hay like that's not hay yeah but i was like that's all i can think it would be and then i realized like oh it's hemp <laughs> yeah should uh do they need power engineers? Do they? If you want to? Yeah, see I should, if you could work. I look them? into that actually. Yeah, maybe eventually. I don't know. Actually, they might. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool from the area. You know, you're able to respond quickly if anything happens, and you know, you get to eat eat at Lily's if you go out for lunch one day. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Lily's at lunch. Yeah, these are the Ray Bands I got for Virginia. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, you and got the you got, got with them the and these. You got two. Holy yeah. smokes! I got um, I got one. You know, funnily enough, like I, you know, I don't, I don't enjoy spending money per se as much as most people. Like the the act of like I get the worst buyer's remorse like even if I buy something I need or something I've been thinking about like even when I bought this podcast equipment like I've been thinking about it for a year yeah. and uh like I ended up getting it and I'm just like oh no what have I done but I've been using it and I've been enjoying it and you know it's been a good time and it helped out at the wedding run sound but um just the one thing that I probably will never not spend money on again is sunglasses yeah I, you know I I can't it's just it's it's not just like the feel and everything but it 
it fits right in you know it's i almost would describe it as like footwear in the fit like it it really does make a difference because it feels like you're not wearing anything if it works right and then the the lens that i've got on it is like perfect it it's very scratch resistant i take care of it i keep it in a case and i I, i'm not losing them anymore i used to lose like sunglasses all the time and and but since i got nice ones i haven't and and it but it just it's and like when i was out you know deployed overseas in the desert that's when i got them when i I was actually in barcelona um our our brother helped to help pick pick them out for me but (laughs) he told me like he just told me to get these his story of like getting you to get the sunglasses was the funniest thing was it oh i should he's like yeah we were we were sitting there and um, uh, Jaden had like the twenty dollar fake Oakleys from the gas station. I was like, Jaden, just get the sunglasses, man. They're a good deal. Buy the sunglasses. <laughs> get rid of the yeah. get rid of the Oakleys, the fake yeah. Oakleys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was probably him and Han, but there. And then going, I went back in the desert with him, and it just made the world of a difference. Just like having really good sunglasses to, uh, you know, and keep your protect your eyes, and and you know, they also do have a look. Like they look good. I obviously couldn't have picked them out. Like I, everything that I like doesn't look well. Not everything that I like doesn't look good on me, but it it helped. I I can't I can't maximize uh, looks. That's just not what I'm capable of doing. Those I think the blue ones are gonna look good on me, but the purple yeah. ones I'm not sure. Yeah, well but, you'll uh, you'll see. I mean, I think the like the blue ones will match your eyes, but you now you're not seeing your eyes. But I think I think they're more. They'll look more binge to me. Yeah, because like the the blue will be there. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty it was a really good deal too because they they gave like 60 bucks off like it was basically like free polarized lenses that's what they did mm-hmm. and then when you had when you bought another pair of glasses you got the whole order 30 percent off hmm. mm-hmm. so i got like i got the two pair of glasses for like 300 bucks and it was supposed to be 500 something wow and then it's a lot of money i won enough money to cover it off of uh, the NHL. So. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've been getting into that sports betting stuff. I've been doing an unbelievable at it. Really? Yeah. Maybe I should give you some some money to play with. Yeah. If you can, you know, make anything. Like, uh, is there more stuff for you to bet on now, or there will be? It's pretty like you lose money if you go like unbelievably risky for tons of money. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a very simple way to make money regardless of what you do, but mm-hmm. you'll just either make not as much money or you'll make more money. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at right now with the Tampa Bay and Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the finals right now. Yeah. Colorado wins, and they're kind of, they were favorites to win, like, back when I made the bets. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they win, I get, like, 400 bucks and then plus my, like, 20 bucks back or whatever I bet. Yeah. And then if Tampa wins, I get, like, 680 bucks. And then my whatever money I put on them too. So either way, I'm making bank. And I've already made an, How, like a lot of like money. Like you're making, you're going to, yeah. no matter who wins, you're making the bets back. Yeah. I either lose like the 20 bucks here and then make 400 here. Or, or you lose 20, 20 here and, and make, make six, 700 here. 700. Six to 700 here. That's, that's kind of, hmm, that's wild. Yeah. That's weird. It's pretty like. How do they, so you just were able to bet on each team at this like, in the same at the same time yeah they and be guaranteed how does that work how do you do most people just like why doesn't everyone do that then because no one like you also have to know sports like legitimately know sports oh, okay like, so uh, you're not just betting on who wins or something a little bit more to it yeah like okay colorado is like blew the socks off everyone this year so yeah. i was like okay well i'm definitely gonna 
bet on that. Like they're getting to the finals. Like they, mm-hmm. they're they're either getting far or they're getting to the finals. Mm-hmm. And then Tampa Bay won the last two years. They're going for a three beat. So I put a bit of money on them as well. Mm-hmm. And then I also put um like there's clear in especially in first rounds, like obviously so that was like forty bucks gone for that. Yeah. Um and then there's always like, you know, in NBA, just for example, there's the first seed versus the eighth seed or like the mm-hmm. first seed versus now it's like t- they do a playoff tournament to get in, so it could be lower, but yeah. Um and like the first seed's gonna win. Mm-hmm. And like people are like, Well, what if it doesn't win? Well then bet on every first seed. Because like, it's impossible that every first seed is going to get beat out first round, especially like March Madness. Mm-hmm. There's like, uh, I think it was like a 97% chance now that, or like 98, 99% chance that the first seed always wins because there's only one time the first seed hasn't beaten the 16th seed mm-hmm. in a tournament. So you just bet on that and then you make all your money back that you essentially bet and then like a little bit more, like, maybe 60 bucks and then mm. you take that and then you next round you move that to the net like you because i put in 200 bucks and then i won a thousand so i well i actually won like 1500 so i took a thousand out and so like i'm up i'm already yeah. up like already even if you money, even like, if you lose everything yeah. you're so still like, walking away with an 800 hundred dollar game i'm not sitting here like all worried about it i just look at it and like yeah. legitimately like okay i'm willing to lose 20 dollars on this like really good team but I'm not like 100% going in on them. I'm like every single number one seed or every single kind of better team, I'll mm-hmm. throw some money on. And then there is a little bit like in NFL, I just like Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. So I put money on the Bengals, like not like 10 bucks, mm-hmm. but it's the Bengals and I just like them and I like Joe Burrow. So that's why I did it. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up getting the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I almost got like two grand, but, um, and, but you just kind of have to know like, Go round by round, and then obviously, yeah, I did like uh, kind of before the playoffs. I did Avalanche and Tampa, like yeah. just because I, I just like fully believe that they were going to get far into the finals potentially. Because if they get far, so you, you can so also cash out at the start of the at the st- at the start. You yeah, put start of the playoffs. You put a bet on both of them. Yeah, and then and they both made it to the final. They both made it, to and the and that's how most of the money you're going to make off of the playoffs yeah was from that because it's those two picks did you pick a couple more i did but i didn't pick so i always have to look at the way that i look at it is in like the whole tree we'll just use just the nba just for because it's simple okay okay yeah so you got your eight seeds western eastern conference Mm -hmm. um obviously number one seeds are going to go far whether Mm -hmm. just second round or they'll get to the conference finals okay so you you would Um, then just put you'd put a bet on both those teams to win Yes, if they are like, say, if you think they're going to win, yeah, like, and you if you think they're going to get there, the good team, chance. Like, okay, if it's like the Golden State Warriors, they were like the third yeah. seed, but they were going to get far. And yeah, they won the championship, but they were going to get far. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people were saying, like, no, no, it's going to be like the Miami Heat or the Phoenix Suns. But like, I knew the Golden State Warriors were going to get far. Yeah, because just looking at team by team, they've won the championship like four times now. They've yeah. been to the finals like seven or something like that. Like they're they're they have the experience. And you and you're able to cash out. So even if they don't make it to the very end, you could get to like would you ever get so like let's say you made the correct picks for four teams and now you got the four of them in the uh is it, yeah, the, the quarterfinals. Yeah. Would you pull on any of them or would you just hold till the end? 
It depends. So I, I'll usually pick like one or two teams to bet to get far. Yeah. And then the rest of them, I'll just go like, okay, which team do I think will actually win this series? And mm-hmm. then I'll bet on them to move up. And yeah. then that kind of, that always balances. Like I come out even with that. Mm-hmm. And then the riskier ones of, okay, these two teams are going to get to the finals. Then th- that's where I tend to make more money. And then especially like, yeah, so say Golden State got to the conference finals and I bet that they were going to get to the finals. And it was like... Start of the finals, I got say I put twenty bucks down, and if they get to the final or they win the championship, sorry, I get like five hundred bucks. Yeah, they'll ha- like offer a cash out for like hundred fifty maybe because it's like they aren't they're in the Western Conference Finals, but they aren't in the finals yet. Yeah, and then if they win the Western Conference Finals, and it's like okay, well then we'll offer you two hundred fifty bucks right now to drop this bet, and then you also can watch as the games go, which is again you could lose a little bit, well, not lose money, but you could not win as much money if like say golden state lost the first two games mm-hmm. then that cash out is going to drop because it's like okay well we don't care we're going to get his money either way but like, yeah. if it's a surefire thing they want you to take the cash out because they're like we don't want to give you all this money yeah we don't want to give you the full 500 yeah. we want to give you 250 and that's what like um like uh, a co-worker of mine he bet on the flames to get to the playoffs yeah and once it became a surefire thing or like essentially a surefire thing like they needed to they were like they were right above, like there was like a 80% chance they were getting in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did get in, but then his like betting, whatever, they offered him a cash out of 500 bucks. Whereas if he stayed in, he would have got 800 mm-hmm. and he just took, you may as well out. take the cash. Yeah. yeah for like $300. Like, like I mean, it, yeah. Cause it, it's, um, I mean, obviously I'm not holding the money and holding the bag, you know, that yeah. you might want to inch up, but yeah, we're talking, uh, a 20% chance of losing, um, all of it, or, or I mean, there's probably a mathematical code that he technically would have had a you know optimized if he t- didn't take it. But like five hundred bucks is I don't know to me five hundred bucks yeah. is five hundred bucks. Like that's a pretty you're up. It's for sure you can and then you can like move some stuff around too because yeah. that's probably what you do too, right? So you'd probably take he'd probably take the five hundred and then it, you know if he wants to be. You know, if he wants to be take take his original bet out and then take up to an extra hundred bucks, uh, no matter what, at the end of the day, he's finishing everything up with a hundred bucks, and then he could just play with the rest of it for the rest of the yeah the thing. Yeah, it's pretty like it's especially uh, um because so how, how are they making sports too? Yeah, and okay. so you just kind of have to ride. Like I rode the Olympics, Olympic hockey. Yeah, and then I rode the uh, um, March Madness. And then now it's NBA and um, NBA and what's the other sport? NBA and I don't know why I don't remember this. Oh, oh, and NHL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> NBA and the NHL. And then uh, it's gonna get into uh, baseball, not for a little bit, I think, but baseball okay. eventually. Yeah. But you just kind of like. I don't even bet like during the season, like people will go and like, this is what loses you money in sports. But in my opinion is you go game by game and you bet on a team because you're always going to have like a favorites. And like a lot of people who were with the Oilers, they started out, the Oilers started out hot. Yeah. And so you might win some money there, but then you're like, Oh, like they're, they're hot. They're, they're alive. Like they're going to win. And then they had a slum where they lost like eight in a row. Yeah. So, like guys were losing hundreds of dollars cause they just kept betting a hundred dollars on every game. Cause they're like, Oh, like, Oilers are going to come back. They're going to come back. And they didn't. Versus saying $100 spread out over five teams to get to a certain point. Yeah. 
which is what you you do and then it's it balances everything out you wouldn't make as much if you bet a hundred dollars same team every single time but your chance of like them losing like the chance of over a long enough span like they're gonna lose a game yeah like it's and they'll lose a cup like a cup and eight eight times in a row they could yeah yeah, they'll always be like there will always be a time or a moment where the team you're betting on isn't gonna win yeah and then when you bet on a team constantly and they keep winning for you you get too into the groove of oh i can throw more money more money or more money it's the same thing in casinos where like you get comfortable winning and yeah, those little oh, wins and, and you're not and you're not pulling yeah. out. It pull, you're makes, not pulling out five hundred, yeah. like so, like you know, twenty twenty dollars every time you're up. Yeah, forty. Even like even slot machines. Like if yeah. you go and you sit, like there's actually like a little bit of evidence here where if you go and you go up to a guy at a slot machine, you're like, "How you doing?" He's like, "I haven't won anything." If you sit by him, your first five spins will win you money. Not like every single spin, but you will come out with more money than you went in on those first five spins directly beside him. Because that just like that just triggers him to like every Keep time going. it works because he's like oh like this guy just I can't stop now like, yeah this row is hot whatever like this is my machine it's gonna be hot soon like it's just that mindset of oh I'm winning I'm winning I'm winning and then like okay I'll win soon I'll win soon I'll win soon I'll win. and then they're so far in a deficit where they might win big and it brings them back to even and then they still keep losing mm-hmm. and that's where the addiction comes in yeah well I I played slots once no I guess twice now but the first time I did I was playing I was like this is boring yeah. like this is so boring i don't understand what i'm doing and yeah. i was like but you know i was like i threw like 20 bucks and i was like well you know i'll just let's see what this is all about and then halfway through i was like it, it a big win auto spin it's doing all this stuff tons of noise tons of lights and then um then i was up like 20 dollars and i i just i cashed out immediately i was like okay i understand it i cashed <laughs> out i was like i i i this is how this works i'm walk i'm I'm leaving. I understand. I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That was it. I just. I. I understood, and that's what I needed to learn yeah. out of this. Whatever that was, experiment or or whatnot. Like I, but it, I got all I needed that day, and I left. Yeah. Yeah. And then another day, I think I just. The only other time I've played, I think I put in like, ten dollars, and it was like, gone in two minutes, and I was like, well, that's it, and I just walked away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you want to have fun gambling and you don't want to get addicted yeah just have no emotion walking in yeah just go there strictly for just like oh it's gonna be a fun time and yeah just nothing else like don't go in like oh like if you're betting on i sports, hope i'm gonna like, come oh, up or, gonna or like, oh i'm gonna win so much money tonight like don't yeah. go in with a mindset just go in like yeah whatever it's a night yeah and set a limit and you're fine yeah and i think um like i had a mentality of like on the couple of times i played blackjack um and you know like i'm going to play cards yeah, and it's a little more fun when there's something on the line. But at the end of the day, if I leave, you know, like yeah, you set your limit, right? It could be like forty bucks, could be, you know, I don't think I've ever set a limit higher than sixty. But again, I've probably only been like three times. But yeah. you know, it'd be like, you know, one time I was up, one time I was down. But yeah, just if I leave here and I, I'm out sixty dollars, but I had a good time playing cards, I've I've won. Yeah. In in the end. Um, yeah. Do you, um, can you like, okay, so can you bet on rugby? Will you ever get to that point? Cause you're, I could, you're starting to get into rugby now. Yeah, I could, I could, but not, it would, it would be like world, like world rugby. High level rugby. Oh, okay. okay Whether okay, it be yeah. Olympic or the, like the leagues that are like the big leagues, like in Europe, the Euro- European league or yeah things like that. 
Um, but yeah, it's a lot of uh, a big thing too with team sports mm-hmm. is like you never really want to do like there's there's certain there's betting that you can do with like individuals. So like you can bet like for the Oilers, you could say like Connor McDavid's going to get over three goals. Okay. Like and like all these little bets that you can do. Yeah. I'll bet like 50 cents on some of those just for fun, like 50 cents. Whereas like guys will go like 50 bucks and like, that's again where you lose money. The same thing as like every single game. If you bet, you're going to lose money. Yeah. So you have to, and like one, another thing I do too is with baseball, I'll take like all the games for that day and I'll bet a dollar and do a big parlay with who I think is going to win. And then like, if I win, it'll be like a hundred grand, but like, I'm Holy smokes. Yeah. I'm just not like, if I lose, okay, it's a dollar. And then I just, yeah. Yeah. The blue Jays, all this team, this team, like it's just fun to pick. There might, there might even be a mathematical thing that like suggests that you shouldn't put more than a dollar or 50. Like, I mean, because the, the odds are astronomical. And I guess that's how, like, I guess it's like scratch-offs, right? And how people get, fall into that strap. Uh, sorry, that um, kind of thing. But I mean, if if it's only a dollar and it doesn't cost you any extra effort and you already have a, uh, some other bet on the game or the team or something, like throwing an extra dollar out is pr- like, I mean, I guess you're technically throwing a money away. But I mean, if you're doing it to have, you know, fun, really like, you know, that could be kind of, yeah. That'd be kind of cool, kind of nerve-wracking. Yeah, that'll they, be... Uh, the odds probably aren't good. Like, McDavid has in the past done, like, three three goals easy, though. Yeah, there's... Especially... Yeah, it's where... Yeah, guys will bet. They probably bet more on, like, shutouts. Shutouts were probably, like, yeah. really high odds in the playoffs because I don't think there was a game where they had a shutout. They had a game where there was almost a shutout. But I don't think there was a single game where the Oilers, while they were in the playoffs, had a shutout. There was a big... Uh, it was big with uh, the women's Olympic hockey. Oh, <laughs> they, uh, they, they stopped doing like at least uh, shut out. The that I do, they oh. stopped doing like goals over because you could say like, oh, this game's gonna have over five goals. So people were putting like this game's gonna have over seven goals, and it's like normally like just doesn't happen very often in hockey. So the odds yeah. are like, okay, well if you bet ten bucks, you're gonna make like. 200 bucks over the seven so people were just dumping money into like this game's gonna get over seven goals and they just kept getting over seven goals team canada oh unbelievable the women's team yeah and so and like for them like this is their main stage this is their stanley like this is every moment yeah so they go out and they don't give up so yeah they were blowing teams out like seven two and like holy smokes yeah three oh my goodness like just blowing these teams out so they stop these bets for like high scoring games because they're like they're, they're going to score. Like, mm-hmm. you have to stop. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's another thing, too, is, like, the, the the all these, like, gambling, everything, they know what makes them money. So yeah. they're going well, to draw like, you into that. It's like insurance. Um, I recently learned about uh, um, how they calculate the po- probability of events with, um, like, such a, like, like, such a low frequency of occurring. Yeah. Um, because like, like for example, like, um, like flooding, it's, you know, it affects a lot of people, but like between a window of like one day, right. Or like a week or something, you know, it's, you're not seeing flooding happening every other day and it's only impacting one or two people. Right. So you would have, you're trying to predict how much should I charge for insurance that'll cover this like once in a even like a once in a lifetime event. Cause you know, that's going to happen once in a lifetime. Like they have to, insurance has to cover 
events that happen daily, such as theft, uh, and determine what to charge for that. They have to cover events that happen monthly, um, which would be like, you know, maybe like fire, I guess. But, you know, but but then they would also have to do like how to calculate how much should I be charging for these like crazy like like Calgary floods or the the f- like the major fire that happened and wiped out a town in uh, in BC last year. Yeah. That's um that would all have to be considered. So even wiped out uh Grammy's place too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um and so there with that uh, all I'm getting at is like even outside of sports betting and and sports betting would has been around since forever now they're just doing it online but now they got even all those formulas and they probably hire mathematicians to just do probability estimates on all of this, right? Like Moneyball. Yeah. Um, so they're, you know, yeah, those, those they, they know what they're, they're going to make money, even though it sounds like, how are they making money? You know, the, the, the bench strategy yeah. uh, is out there, but um, not everyone uses that. So that's, I don't know, it's interesting, but so like with rugby then um, you've just been getting into it. How, how are you liking it? So how long have you been doing it? How long has it taken it. you to learn the Do you know the rules? I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay. But I have a slight idea Okay, what I'm doing. Um, yeah. It's kind of, I've done three sessions now or three like practices now. Yeah. Um, the first one was just kind of, I was there just watching. Yeah. The second one was like, I showed up late because I was getting there after work and they were fine with me showing up late. But uh, I showed up and then they started a scrimmaging drill. So they just split into four teams, everyone into four teams and then yeah. play. And then I showed up and I was like, uh, the head coach, uh, I was like, hey, um, I just kind of got here. What do you kind of want me to do? Because I thought they were going to like teach me how to tackle and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here's your penny. You can just go play. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I hop in there and then, um, and he was like, I was like, I don't like, what, what do I do? And then yeah. he was like, oh, just one second. And he called the guy over. He's like, uh, Ben's never played before. This is Ben. Uh, yeah. And then he walked. <laughs> and he just walked away. And so I was like, okay. And then this guy's kind of like just telling me what to do, where to go, and stuff like that. And then I picked it up pretty quick, how to like, what to do. Mm-hmm. But I still am like an amateur. But it, now, just in the scrimmage, though. Yeah. And okay. This last last night's practice was uh, like the huge learning curve, where like everything fell into place for me. Like I'm like, okay, like this is my spot. This is what I do. Yeah, this is how we have to try and do defense. This is what I have to try and do. Like I have to change because I'm used to like football and other sports and like just different mm-hmm. things. Yeah, different movements where I have to change to these rugby movements. Mm-hmm. But uh, I gotta say, it's quite the. Uh, it was it was pouring rain last night. Yeah, and we were doing this hundred pass drill, which is where we have four lines, and then uh, it's only like maybe like. 10 feet of space mm-hmm. and we all have to we all are in a line like four lines and when we have to sprint and pass the ball 100 times back and forth and we all have to run through this and do it and it's pouring rain and we're doing that we're doing that we're doing that and then uh coach will stop us halfway through and then uh or like if we mess up or something um because we we always would get like 60 or like 30 passes and then like someone would make a mistake where they stepped over the end line or they dropped the ball or we weren't counting well yeah enough. And then coach will blow the whistle. We have to go down to push-ups. And so we're knocking out like 10 push-ups at a time. Mm. And then up. And then uh, I can't remember what they're called, but they're like you grab the guy and you like hit their chest. And you like you you both like wrap your arms around each other and you pump chest with each other. That's very strange, but okay. It's like pouring rain. We're just, <laughs> and we're just pumping chest with each other. <laughs> and then uh, um, another one was like, 
you're down on all fours and like so your hands and feet mm-hmm. and then you have to grab the other guy's arm and bring him to the ground and like wrestle him to the ground mm-hmm. and then uh and just like i was like man like in the I, scrimmage are you guys trying to do that is that allowed and then is it just what people do it's just to build strength and oh okay like build our muscles core and our yeah, yeah. And, and warm up our shoulders at like hitting each other and stuff yeah. like that so this all like it's not like a punishment but it's yeah. like a punishment just to whatever um so that was like that but i gotta say in the rain when we're just beating chests and chanting yeah. it's like this is like i am a man like, yeah this is, <laughs> this is the pinnacle of manhood i am clark's son oh my goodness wow yeah yeah that's funny yeah i got that a little bit um with the military when you're just it's just terrible out and then you just start randomly laughing. There were some exercises and stuff that I've done where it's just absolutely awful. And then you just like get a burst of energy for like really sadistic, weird reasons. Like, yeah, there's, you know, no, there's no one else doing this. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm doing this. Yeah. 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 It's pretty else. funny. That's cool. No, I, I'm glad you like it. Um, yeah. It's, it's too bad. Uh, I don't, quite out of time otherwise or like well with the whole you know job thing too and like getting out of here otherwise i'd probably try and join you if i if i had the time you'd have to see yeah i I don't know know. but it'd be cool i will live vicariously through you yeah member of the clansman nice that's cool um anything um you know we're coming up past an hour and nine minutes want to keep going or yeah let's push it okay we'll push it um energy industry yeah you said you want to talk a little bit about that's maybe like you got to explain what you do and how you have have this knowledge yeah so i'm a power engineer um no one like absolutely no one really knows what that is there's not even like like my my bank and stuff like that they don't even know what it is they don't have options for me to select that as occupations yeah so like actually applying for american credit card um for virginia Mm -hmm. they're like what's your occupation i'm like power engineer they're like okay well, so is that in like the government like what industry is that i was like well it's like the the energy industry yeah like okay so are you like it or you were like no no like <laughs> yeah i'm like i work processes i create power and like steam and and then uh so it's very not well known unless you're in the industry you know who they are but otherwise yeah. you have no idea what power engineers are but we basically run processes for plants whether that be refineries um for me i'm in a power plant right now um, or there's even like food processing plants, hospitals, schools, um, used to be, um, dry cleaners needed to have a power engineer. Yeah. Um, really anything that uses energy or steam, you have to have a power engineer in Canada and in a lot of Europe. And I think, I think pretty much most of the world, but the States. Cause a lot of, a lot of buildings too, for their, yeah, their building, HVAC yeah, power, like large too. buildings will have yeah. a power engineer too, right? Yeah. Gotcha. It's it's pretty uh, it's a pretty good business. We're we're pretty important to the process, which is nice. Our jobs are always there. Yeah. Um, when they are there. Mm-hmm. But uh, so right now I'm working in power plant. It's a, the last coal fired plant in I think Canada actually right now. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously the push is to get off of coal power because it's deemed not green yeah. and deemed dirty, even though. 99.9% of our emissions are totally clean mm-hmm. um, because that's just not like no matter what we burn, it's going to be clean because we're in Canada. It's not, not, we're not in like China or something where we can just pump. <laughs> like we're so regulated where if we like over, 
um, if we like accidentally make a spill just on our property on the ground with the lime or something that we use mm-hmm. or like, any process, or if we accidentally don't have clean emissions, we get fined so heavily. Well, I and think we get fired. And I think I don't know if it's Canada wide, but I know in the military, like the the difference between a small spill and a large spill, there is no medium spill. Yeah, five liters. Yeah, it, it, like you happen to like empty your truck. Like you, you're off roading and you're just a tear in it, and you've you've emptied the contents of your uh, your your fuel on the earth. It's technically a large spill. Yeah. Um. And for for what the uh, the military was concerned, I don't know if that's everything, but I think it I think it's pretty like like I say that's kind of kind of dumb just because like it, it's such a small jump, you know, to what. It, it doesn't seem to match how we build things because there should, I think there should probably be maybe more like a tier where it's like, Hey, we have, you know, we've, we've dropped a, a container of oil that we're going to use to put oil in our, in a vehicle, just like a, you know, I'm not talking military. I'm just talking about civilian side. Right. So, you know, there, there's like small containers for moving around fuel um, and, and oil and other, other hazards like that to the environment then there should probably be another tier where it's like, hey, we've emptied the contents out of like our equipment by accident, um, right? To, to, to categorize and track that a little bit. And then there should be one where it's like, you know, pipeline opened up and it's created a, you know, a, 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 a lake of Texas tea yeah. everywhere. Like, like, you know, it's just, it's it, it like the classification, right? Like me accidentally spilling you know, five one liter containers of oil is by rights the same as like opening up a pipeline and like allowing it to spill all over the earth. Yeah. I mean, not actually how that works. I'm sure there's, they, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely treated differently, but I just, I always thought it was funny that five, like five, like who, who made that number up? Five liters. (laughs) Like they just, they picked a number, I think, and then ran with it far. Because five liters really is not, not a lot. And who knows? Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe it's something like 20 liters. That's maybe a little more understandable, but it's still, it, it's it's so arbitrary. I don't get it. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very, and it's, especially in industry anyway, we're just so regular. Like, no one understands that, like, Canada's probably the greenest country on earth. Like, just our processes are everything. Yeah. We're very, very green. And, and very, very, yeah. like, non-emission like we have emissions but we control them so well yeah and we have so many ways to keep green emissions now that we could burn we could all we can go 100 percent coal and we'd be okay yeah we'd be better than most like we'd hit our targets is what you're getting yeah, at like we would, we would not really change at all in our emissions we're yeah we're not you you wouldn't see us move past another country in emissions you wouldn't see anything yeah. crazy like would there be no difference in the, in the global scale of everything yeah but it's it's interesting now because the government just wants to get off coal just to say we're green just mm-hmm. to like tack it onto their resume yeah but only way to move off of coal to something greener is to gas because that's the most affordable option yeah the government doesn't want us to do gas because they just don't want us to have our industry they want us to suffer the government yeah and well, especially now, like they're putting all the blame on Russia about the oil and gas industry right now. Well, they can't, they, they shut off the supply. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. And like, it's, it's 
the government's fault that we don't have gas right now because they could very well open up a pipeline or open up anything and we could have our own gas. We could start supplying our own gas. That would, if yeah. we wanted to, like the best way for us to get out of this like little recession we're really starting to come into is just start making gas and selling it to everyone that's boycotting all the gas from Russia. Because Russia, like they don't care. Like they're yeah. going to gonna make their gas. And everyone else is going to like, oh, we're green. We don't need, but it's like, okay, well, we need gas from Russia. Well, then we're just going to buy it from Russia. Yeah. 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 So that's what like, we, that's what we'll do. If we can, if Canada can just like step up and be like, yeah, we have gas and we start selling gas to everyone, yeah. we would get so rich and our country would be like so much better off economically right now. Yeah. But they aren't going to do that because it's not green. And yeah. so now everyone's like, okay, well, we have to go to electric rather than gas. But where do you get the electricity from? Yeah, gas is already so expensive in the power industry to burn gas. Just right now, it's so expensive that plants will just shut down instead of make power because why would we waste money? Like, we're not going to waste money. We're not going to do it. We don't care if this province doesn't have power. We aren't going to waste our money to produce you power. Yeah. So plants are shutting down now. There's some plants that moved from coal to gas, and they're just like, you know what? No, and they shut off. They just did like a hundred, two hundred billion dollar conversion, whatever. And they're just like, yeah, no, we're shutting the. This isn't going to make enough money. And then, so now power's going up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, let's just put more wind turbines and solar panels, but no one realizes that those don't actually work a hundred percent. How do you store it? They the the windmills they barely work. We just don't have the wind up here. Maybe in Lethbridge area down south. Yeah, the, yeah, the, that's the where they they have the most of them. Yeah. And like solar, solar's very very hit or miss in canada whereas mm-hmm. like in well, like kind of the, closer to the equator is a cloudy lot right now yeah, yeah like it's we can't rely on weather for our energy we have to make our own energy and then no one wants to go nuclear either yeah which is another huge issue because nuclear that, is the that's, answer that's the yeah nuclear is the future i i will say i think medicine hat's probably one of the few places where we could see um sun farms work just medicine hat has like the least amount of clouds all year that, but that's I'm just thinking Canada wide, and then the thing is they don't make money off those, off the solar panels. They, so they, power company like, um, for instance, Capital Power. Yeah, they open up wind turbines and solar farms, mm-hmm. and they get a tax write off. Oh, so the only thing keeping everything afloat is the tax write off. So none of those like you can look. I think we have, we technically have enough solar panels if all of them are working fully. We have more than enough. Like we could start selling power. The whole Canada could sell power to the states. Yeah, we have enough solar panels for that. But they're so unreliable that we get z- like zero power out of them daily hmm. because it makes more sense to burn fuel to get our power than it is to sit there and wait on the sun. Yeah. So all that, all those green things that like they're saying work, it's just a write off for companies. Yeah, they're not actually getting used. And our an artificial. Um Artificial economy. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I guess it would, art, it artificially creates demand. Yeah. And it, especially, that, that isn't uh, there naturally, especially now because power is shooting up. Yeah. There, we're getting off of cheap fuel. Yeah. And we're getting so regulated, carbon taxed, everything. Mm-hmm. The power is going to keep going up as power companies are like, well, we aren't making money or like, well, this, whatever. Like, power is just going to keep rising. Yeah. The de- there'll be less supply, more demand. Yeah. The, if we could have, if we could have one nuclear reactor for every mid to high high like level city or or maybe maybe it's by area that just covers that like baseline of power that's needed all the time and you'd probably want like a 10% off right like you don't want to 
you don't want to be put yourself in a pickle where you're going to overcharge the system because everyone, you know, decided that, you know what, today we're just going to turn all the lights off. Um, so you'd want to probably have 10% so you could like ramp down. And so you're always trying to keep it so that you need to make at least 10% of your energy, something other than natural gas, even at the low point. And then as, as it goes above, you just supplement throughout the day. It's very, cause it's interesting. I'll touch on it later, but we're actually getting five nuclear reactors in Alberta, but I'll touch on that right after I bring up the, so power prices are going up. Yeah. Now government wants us to move to electric vehicles, mm-hmm. which we don't have the infrastructure for yeah. and we won't have the power for, and we won't be able to pay for yeah. the energy. Um, because infrastructure wise right now, we can fit maybe one to two superchargers on a city block. Mm-hmm. Like, so if oh like just tying in a charger yeah into, into the, the grid. current grid we do not have the infrastructure for electric vehicles right now like at home everyone like have electric vehicles just in the grid yeah like the, the 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 draw demands would and it would all be at night and they'd all come would, in and they'd park they'd park their vehicles and plug them in at five we would never be able to keep up with the power demand either right now mm, yeah and so like there was a house in spruce grove that got built and he put in, the guy put in two superchargers, which was the maximum for that entire block. So he has and he the, has two, the two superchargers the two chargers for that entire, entire block of the city. And so that's kind of another thing is like, well, we can, everyone, we can't, there's going to be a point where we can't support these superchargers. And like, yeah. where do we go for power? And then the price of power with that. And then and go up. So it's just, we just aren't there yet for it. Yeah. But no one's going to look at that because no one cares. And even in and, California right now, they the, have this issue. And like you mentioned, like, if industry industry's there to make money, so yeah. so if 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 the demand is naturally coming about in a natural amount of time, like they're gonna they're gonna step in and fulfill it. Yeah, you know they're they. I think there are some novel ways they're trying to do things, like create little mini grids of these blocks, and then actually have them generate power too, possibly by solar and stuff. But yeah, like. It, it's pretty like it's just interesting how that guy just bought technically all of the superchargers like yeah. for his area. It's just he's, we don't have the ability to yeah. to live like that. And yeah, and we just don't have. I mean, California's going through it right now. They the government put out a thing because government really pushed everyone to get electric cars. Yeah, in California for sure. Yeah, government's saying either charge your cars or turn your ACs on. You can't do one or the other. You can't do both. We don't have the power for this. Wow. And, and they've been having water issues for years. Now they're getting yeah. electrical issues and because we, of the electric. We wow. don't have, like, we don't even have the power for that now. We barely have the power now yeah. to get through some things. And if we move to this, we don't have the grid for it. So we have to redo the entire mm-hmm. infrastructure for the grid. Yeah. And we don't have the power for it, like, for a long time. Yeah. Well, I think if they get, if they get nuclear up to snuff and, but we... We, it's funny you bring that, like we, we actually lost like the West or at least North America because we, we got so scared of nuclear and we got rid of everything. We have lost as, I don't know if you would say like as a culture or we don't have the ability to produce these anymore. Like it, this is, you, you know, I think, I think Russia is at the point where they can bang out a nuclear reactor in like five years, or there's some country like that, right? Because they kept developing and making and improving. And and it just goes to show how not keeping up with a specific technology, even as like a country can really limit us in the future. And, and the West, like there's no one in the West that we can just hire 
to build a nuclear reactor in like five years, all of these are going to be like 20 plus years projects because yeah. we don't, we don't know how to do it anymore. Like, like I just, it, 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 it's such a big thing to, to have like to say is that like Canada doesn't have people who know how to build this in a timely manner. We like, we have to redo everything. Yeah. And yeah. Did, did you want to like, I'll, I can, I got more to touch on that, but did you want to finish up your comments about the nuclear reactors? Sure. Um, yeah. So Alberta signed a deal with two other provinces. I don't know how many more signed on now. Mm-hmm. But Alberta in 15 years will get five nuclear reactors. That was what was projected. Yeah. So we have one for kind of Edmonton region. Yeah. One in Peace River. Yeah, that makes sense. One in Calgary, Calgary. Lethbridge. What about and one in Red Deer? Um, and then yeah, one in Red Deer as well. And then yeah. I think one in like Medicine Hat South area. Yeah. And so basically to cover the province in power. Yeah. And makes sense. That's like really good. And these yeah. nuclear reactors are unbelievably safe. Yeah. Very like this is a smart move. Okay, so maybe um, who's building them? Is it one company that's building them though? It's it's like I just wonder the, that fifteen the government years is very in hand with it. Like it's a like the government is right there right now with it. Wh- whatever com- I can't remember the companies and that are involved, but uh, as long as like I'm really worried the NDP is going to get in in Alberta again, or like if any other party gets in Alberta, they'll rip that apart and get mm-hmm. rid of it because we actually need that. But the UCP did it, so everyone's going to hate it if they aren't UCP. Yeah, and then federally, the liberal government does not want us to get nuclear. nuclear. They don't. They don't want us to do anything. They just want us to suffer. It feels like. Yeah, provide money for the so for the east. That's gonna be like <laughs> this. The, the federal government's probably gonna try and stop it too, unless we can get a conservative government in. Yeah, the, the conservative government will be probably opposed to it, but they won't just stop Shut it. Shut it. The, uh, Maybe government is done. Yeah, because it's still industry. I just that that fifteen years. I. I mean, maybe they can do it. Maybe, they, but they must be hiring outside help. Like, it's but it's tough. also five five projects in in fifteen years. It's tough tying into the grid. Holy smokes! There's gonna be a lot of money spent. We we probably have to contract out because, like, when was the last time one was built? They were starting to build one in Ontario, and then canceled that what five or ten years ago. Like, we just. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how they're how they're doing it. I wonder if we're not ripping off plans from Russia or something. It's probably going to be like, I bet just example, capital power again, and not that I know if they're going to be in this or not, Yeah. but it's probably a government. The government's going to be there in hand with the, um, industry company. Yeah. And then that company is going to basically build their plant and have their plant yeah. with the government, like just basically breathing down their neck for the whole process to make sure everything's good. And then once it's all said and done, okay the government will step back like like the refineries and everything now like there's probably yeah. when they were being built the government was right there for it and then once it was built and everything in motion they kind of hand the reins over it off a little more yeah yeah okay so it's that's i i see that happening but uh again this we we could have started this anytime but then the push for it now is super smart because it was like i mean this was again pushed like two years ago now yeah uh, the, the sign like the alberta signed on okay and so that was like that was a big deal. Like this solves the energy yeah. problem. This solves fuel problem. This solves everything. Yeah, and then we'll we'll regain the expertise, right? And then we can all these people who worked in building it can literally just pick up and move elsewhere in Canada or the U.S. and just build more. Yeah, right. Like, well, that that if it does take fifteen years, which you know I'm not, I'm definitely not an expert in plant construction or anything like that. So you know, this is just purely speculative, but. I would imagine it all probably coming around 20 unless they 
put some real firepower yeah. on it. But once it's been done that, you could probably get it done in 10 years easy. You probably half the amount of time it takes to, to, to con- do it. Like you could in probably each iterative process, you could probably reduce the time. And cause I think a lot of the issues that they're probably running into right now is just permits. They got to get permits to do everything, like absolutely everything. There, it's probably just it's probably five years of bureaucratic work before they even do anything. I know they, because uh, they like Ontario. It was Ontario, Alberta, and I want to say like Nova Scotia for some reason. Yeah. And then there was like a couple other provinces that were thinking of signing on too, but um, Ontario is kind of was the starter for this. Yeah. And then they are like like five to seven years. Like it's already in motion for them. Okay. And then Nova Scotia signed on. And so it's going to be like 10 years for that. Like it's, they're just moving across as provinces sign on, they move to the provinces. So I think it's like a provincial oh, effort. So there'll, so there'll be people with expertise in Ontario yeah. that could be leveraged to then, help construct elsewhere. Yeah. And then like, I don't know, I don't hundred percent know if they're going to go and like essentially teach the Nova Scotian people how, and then the Albertan people how, or like how it goes, but it'd probably be know, the contractor and the company just moving around. I know Alberta, like they were like, we're we're joining this like yeah. there's you, we are joining this and then yeah. they signed on like it was kind of a like you're not this is going to be us too like because mm-hmm. ontario and alberta they're like, like they're really the two biggest provinces in yeah. canada yeah and alberta's like we are you like we are doing this like this is not like that was like a like jason kenny signing he's like this is happening yeah you and us this is happening i don't like this is happening yeah and, and it's g- like that'll that'll be so good it'll yeah. be so helpful it's and we move. something we need to do we cannot like oh I'm gonna be so upset if it gets scrapped by a new government or something but yeah well we'll find out but um kind of expanding a little bit just in general like I, I I mean I was like you're hung up on the um the the electrical stuff um but I you know I'm hung up a little bit even just on expertise like you know I worked for for a railroad for a while before I quit and um we're all the you know all the the old guard is retiring and most of our training takes place like by doing um our you know our labor force is unionized but they're they're still they're still technical experts but you know like we throw them through like a, a small course like this isn't really like a trades thing that's that that's properly set up like that. We're, we're literally just throwing people in the positions and seeing whether they sink or swim. And then if they're not swimming, we'll, we'll get rid of them. But yeah, the expertise is, is leaving. And then the young people who are showing up, they want more of a work life balance. I mean, part of why I quit because even I wanted that, but you know, how, how am I supposed to fill the shoes of someone who has that experience is retiring, right? Because people are moving up a little bit quicker right now. So, you know, we got people who, instead of having 10 years of experience before moving up to that whatever position, they're, they're at like five, like like literally halving what typically happened, right? Like how the... So, you know, the expectation then is all these young people work twice as much. Well, maybe not twice as much, but like, they, you know, the only way... You, I think the only way you can supplement a lack of experience and knowledge is through sheer will and effort, but you know, they don't, they want to give their sheer will and effort only between the hours of like nine and five or whatever your work day is. Um, I mean on the railroad, it's, it's, it's never less than eight hours, at least never was for me, but, um, yeah. And like how the, the good ones are going to go to where I think the, the work life balance is, is offered. And 
you're either like me, I don't know, you're left with mediocre. Like there's just a hole and how do you fill it without forcing people into it? Like the, and there's no proper training regimen. I mean, like I had this idea that I was thinking of that like you at any company you can implement it, just call it the pasture. Hey, before you retire in your last five years, or just be like, hey, I'll, you know, you're retired. I'll pay you half of what you made. And I just want you to be available to take phone calls between these hours. And you're going to, you're going to bring coffee to work and donuts and you're going to call people sports. And you, you can, you know, you can get them doing actual stuff too, like help running all the, the inclusion stuff. But like your sole purpose is to take everything that's in your head and pass it down to everyone else. You're, you're out of phone because everyone that retires at, at, at my old job, they retire and then we never hear of them. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I can't, I, you know, I <laughs> yeah. can try and get their number and call them and ask them questions and stuff. And I'm sure they'd love it. But like, like that's the only thing I can think of that, you know, aside from like not letting them retire for longer, right. Trying to keep people on later. And I think that's what we're a- actively doing right now is we're always trying to, you know, the, 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 we're trying to keep them happy and around before they retire. But, but there's no process of like, Hey, for the next month, you're going to, mentor Benjamin in this specific piece of equipment that over your 40 or 30 or 40 years experience, you, you're, you're the expert. There's none of that. They don't write anything down and then they leave. Yeah. And then we got to We, and then we got to it's not just that we don't know how to do it. Now we have to spend time and money to relearn skills that we used to like the organization used to have. And that, that's the, I think this costs more. I think it's cost more than keeping the guy on at half salary or even just like, Hey, look, you're, you're two years from retirement. Stop doing your job. We're going to put someone else in the job and you're just going to teach them for two years. It could even just be that yeah. two years is a long time, but like, and have them like try and teach more and go far, just like have them roam around and, and teach people and show them stuff because we're not we're losing. We're just losing it. It's just gone. And I think that's a, you know, a current thing that's happening probably at a lot more places than just where I'm at. That's that, um, that, that's just it. So I'm, you know, I'm, I look at it and I see opportunity like to go and learn and try and, you know, really, you can really make your mark now, you know, and I think that, you know, there might be some goodness. I think there's also, you know, it's going to be easier for the newer workforce to potentially put demands in of like, we want more, family days we want more opportunity to to bring our family in or or to meet you know i don't think young people like meeting in a work like a group work setting outside of work now they'd rather do it during work hours you know and i think that's an easy thing to concede you know and instead of being so worried about how things should be you know do you want them to mingle or not you know you probably do so you might just have to say hey uh last friday of every month you're working for the first half of the day, second half of the day, we're going to go do something. You guys will set it up, make it happen. And the main goal is just to have integration and people meeting each other and seeing what everyone's doing at the company. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing too, is now, now, you know, I think we had a lot of people who worked in a variety of departments and were able to glean what happens outside of your group. But like I was working as a project engineer in training and aside from track, I have no idea how the company works. No, like very little idea of the demands. Like I, I've gleaned some of it, but it took me two years just to figure out how a crew works operating a train and like what their schedules are like. And I still don't understand it. I just know how it works within the contents of what I need it to. But I talked to a guy who's been there for 20 years. 
he knows how it works. Guarantee. Right. And you can, you can ask him and I could have probably, I, I could have searched out these people, but it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't readily accessible. So kind of, kind of wild. Yeah. It's, uh, even, uh, power engineering's a, it's a weird industry because yeah. it's in Canada anyway. So my program at Nate was really a six year program mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it got crammed four years and yeah. now it's crammed to two. Holy smokes. So we do six years worth of schooling in two years. Then we go into industry, and that industry teaches us exactly how they want us to operate. Oh, so there's going to be a particular way they want you to do it. Yeah. That's different from the schooling. So it's like schooling is basically like just throwing a whole bunch of things about industry at us and teaching us all about just every single trade and everything like that. And then we get to the plant, and then they train us how we want to work, which like it's good to have the knowledge to go to the plant and work, but you could technically, if you had kind of like I guess more sort of mechanically like us because we had dad who worked in industry and we were kind of close with industry mechanically we're a little bit better than most Mm -hmm. Um, we could fit into power engineering quite nicely just hopping into it Mm -hmm. whereas like people who have zero experience never left the city they would they would go to a plant and be like, it would just be the biggest shock to them on the planet. Yeah. What's happening? What does this do? How does this work? So there is, if you, you can find those people out and that's why they usually, plants usually like hiring country boys and farm boys. Rural people. Yeah. Cause they, they can take them and just throw them anywhere and they'll be okay. Yeah. Which is like, that's kind of, it's an interesting thing about power engineering. Cause there's like for the requirements, you have to have the schooling about everything. Yeah. But you could, like, I technically could have been a temp my entire life as a power engineer hmm. and lived comfortably yeah, without any schooling, any, anything, but I probably, I probably would have had to jump around jobs. But if the, like, if I started back in like 2009, when like we kind of went to a nice or not 2009, sorry, like when we were, when we were really coming up oil and gas, yeah. if I started then and just bounce around as a temp, I yeah. guarantee I would have had a full career as a temp, probably at one or two companies, maybe would have got signed on permanently, but not any big roles just without anything yeah just as a power engineer but i don't have any tickets maybe certifications they might have wanted me to get my fourth class for some stuff but yeah. like i could have done it and you could technically do it now but just it's not as easy because things are tough right now yeah but it's uh there's a really and then another big line is moving into management they require you to like there's kind of almost three levels of power engineering there's kind of the management parts uh kind of positions yeah there's the entire operating of the plant, and then there's the kind of temp and bottom feeders almost. And then, yeah, it's it's, it's a very in- interesting industry. It's, I've never seen anything like it, but yeah, I got to say that was just going to school for it was quite unreal because I had done it before. I was a temp with Sherritt before, and that was pretty... Uh, it's pretty wild to see just going into, like legitimately into the trade now. Yeah. Into engineering now. It's uh, it's very different now that I'm actually into it versus just as a temp. Like, if I could, like, I wouldn't get paid as much, but I would go temp because it's just like life is easy when you're a temp. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like now I actually have some responsibility, which I like too. Like, it's no problem. Like, I'm not gonna go back to being a temp, but uh, life was definitely easier as a temp. But it's uh, yeah, I gotta say it was quite uh. That just that was just eye opening. That was yeah. just something that was very eye opening was seeing the the next level of power engineering, mm-hmm. and then there's still kind of the management levels of power engineering. Yeah, so it's very very interesting industry, very different. 
No, I mean, learning from afar, just from chatting with you, I, I always find something. Uh, I'm always learning something new. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah. And even working for the, the railroad, like it's a, it's another world. And unless you interact with it, you'll never interact with it. Yeah. I think, and I think that's a lot of things with like, probably just jobs in general, I guess, but maybe more so industries. Like if, if you don't work f- oil and gas, you'll never know what it's like to work oil and gas. And if you don't work for the railroad, you don't do a power com you know, uh, power engineering at a, at a power plant of some type, y- yeah. you know? Yeah. But we all, um, we all have a lot of opinions <laughs> about all of it. Yeah. Everything we've said, there's probably not a single person listening that doesn't have an opinion on oil and gas, energy, railroads. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bet you they maybe even have opinions on farming. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty funny place to be. But, um, I think we will, uh, end the podcast here. Not, uh, not that we don't want to keep going, but, uh, I got to use the washroom. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we'll call that as the end of the first episode. Thanks for uh, coming, Benj, and no, hopefully we yeah. do it again soon. There's one for the rock. What? That's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> like in, in rugby, there's a lot of Scottish guys. Oh, I, so, thought, I thought you were speaking Arabic. No, a guy, a guy took a, <laughs> a guy took a rugby ball to the uh, groin area. Yeah, and uh, one of the he was he is Scottish. The guy who took the ball there, so yeah. the guy was kind of like mocking him in a way, and just, oh, you got right in the rock. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> that's like got to right, be wild. Right, right in the rock, he was trying. Yeah, to say, yeah. Oh, you got right in the rock. And then that's hilarious. There's they're ridiculous, but yeah, yeah. Well, right on. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you again soon, and. Uh, uh, Maybe we'll do this one or two more times before I leave. Got to do a country music one. Oh yeah, we should. We should. We'll do one all about it. We'll get prepared. We'll think about it. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll do that next time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take care. Hi, mom. <laughs>